Listen. Hey, we're back. That's right. Film Photography Podcast, episode number 168, September 15th, 2017. This is our first show back from the summer break. What show? What a summer it has been. A, a summer of amazing film exploration, which we're going to share with you. I'm here in the FPP studio with Mr. John Fideli. Hello. And Mr. Mark Dalzell. Click. Bzz. Hey, how's it going? We're just going to, you know what? Let's just jump just right in. Let's just start talking. Just, you just sound so laid back right now, Mike. You're I know. Just like, hey, man. Well, he's all relaxed from summer vacation. It's just I'm a body. All, let's start with uh, the news, that the bomb that was dropped by Lomography of their yes. brand new analog camera for Instax Square Film. I'll give a quick, quick intro. Instax Film is a instant film format by Fuji, and they used to have Instax Mini and Instax Wide. Now they just got Instax. <laughs> they no. have Instax Mini, Instax yeah. Wide, and then last year they introduced Instax Square, which is a little bit smaller but mimics the size of old Polaroid film. Mm. They introduced a camera, but everyone was like, me, 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 it's too digital. Because the Fuji camera records a digital image. Ah. And also, it's a digital camera that prints on right. their, their... So the people film. were like, you know... Me, 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 me. Me, and me, rightly me, me. so. You, you want know. an analog camera. What the whole analog experience. So the awesome folks at Lomography have uh, launched a Kickstarter um, like a week or so ago. That's been blowing the doors off. <laughs> blowing the doors off. And it's a, what's, it, what's it called there? It's called the uh, Analog Instax Square Camera. It is an analog camera that shoots... The Square Instax film. Yeah, Lomo Instant Square. And of the FPP gang, by the way, the gang, the rest of the gang will be here in a few weeks. The gang, Matt Mirage, Leslie Lazenby, Mark O'Brien. Yeah. They started walking. They'll be here in a few weeks. Yes, exactly. Yep. But of the gang, so far, John is in with I'm the... In. It's Kickstarter. With the red and silver. Same one Leslie got. And Leslie's in. Yes. So, John, can you read that? That This is direct from Lomography to the FPP email box hello i have some epic exciting news to share with you can, today can you say it in a human voice oh yeah sure lomography has launched like the alexa and voice success and me too and successfully funded the world's first analog instax square camera on kickstarter we are so proud to introduce you to the lomo instant square combining everything we've learned so far about instant photography with the classic square format it has loads of Lomography signature creative features, including multiple exposures, long exposures, a remote shutter control, which I like. I really like that. And a 95-millimeter glass lens for ultra-sharp exposures. The chic design refers to the shape and form of classic instant cameras, the perfect intersection of retro and revolutionary. Wow. Yes. Their, their uh, ad department was up late. Thinking of that one. Mm, That's they got good. Don Draper on staff. Yeah, no doubt. The campaign will be live through September 29th, and delivery is expected for January 2018. Well, this says in less than 12 hours, there are already 1,000 backers. Oh, it's incredible. Which I am. One. It's very exciting. Now, personally, I have to tell you folks out there listening, I mean, I'm not a Fuji guy. I'm not, I'm not a real yeah. Instax Fuji guy. Lomography has really gotten behind the Fuji Instax mm -hmm. film. 
It's a great. Don't get me wrong. It's a great film. Beautiful color. Instax came out with a black and white version. Oh, is that right? It's a nice film. It's a nice film to invest in. But my loyalty, I think, resides with the Polaroid and the Impossible Impossible Project. Project, By the way, the Impossible Project and the and the the Impossible Project and Polaroid have merged. They are now one company. Is that right? Well, yeah. Isn't that crazy? The Impossible Project bought the Polaroid. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So. Which is so awesome. And I've been, you know, I've been like a little annoying on social media, you know, being a little. like A a little. (laughs) You should read his texts. I just put it out there. I'm like, I don't know what they're, you know, from our perspective. And believe me, I'm in touch with a lot of film shooters. We just want the Polaroid SX-70 white rainbow camera. (laughs) It's a simple analog camera, just like what Lomography is releasing for Fuji Instax film. Well, is that what they're going to do? Put out some more cameras? Well, it was always an issue with Impossible Project producing a camera that resembled a Polaroid because they didn't have that that brand. Right. But now it's together. So as you guys can see at Impossible Project, if you're listening, there's no time to waste. Mm-hmm. Just put out... You already have the mold or whatever, the plan. Just Kickstarter it. SX-70 white rainbow camera. Listen, I, I get a lot of responses. Oh, I'd like this camera. No, no, no. That's the one to do. There's no question. There's nothing to discuss. There's nothing to think about. Mm-hmm. Just put it out. You ready? You're not talking about sonar or anything. You're no. just saying plain old. Everyone wants one step. But the emails that I get, everyone just wants that iconic camera. It's an iconic camera. It's simple, mm-hmm. just like the, the Lomography camera. Yeah. Everyone in the world recognizes it. Yes. You see a white camera with a rainbow, you know what it is. And the Impossible Project who's now Polaroid, makes the, own, makes the film. I wonder if they, do they own, like, I guess they own that. They own everything. They own every, the rainbow. I mean, they own that logo. They I guess bought the now. rainbow just to have to buy the unicorns okay. and they're all set. Buy the rainbow. Okay, so that's all I have to say about that. Cool. Back to Lomography. I think this mm-hmm. is spectacular. You're not going to do it, though. I'm going to borrow yours, John. <laughs> you I think so. I want, I want a white all rainbow, right. simpler camera. I don't want, I don't want that. Well, I think the, uh, the version I got is very jazzy. I think it's spectacular, John, and I think you are going to have... I'm going to have fun with it. A lot of I'm fun. I'm going to have a lot of fun with it, no doubt. I'm going to blow some minds in town when I walk around shooting photos. Everyone... See, that's the thing about... It's, you know, the Pied Piper effect, I call it. That's the thing. It's like, once you start shooting with it, every, every mom and dad in town at yeah. the various school events you go to for your children... You'll be like, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's well, that? when I see... They see me with Is my film camera... Feature? Well, when people see me with my film camera at such events, they, they're like, oh, what, what kind of camera is that? And I tell them, oh, it's a film camera. And they're like, oh, they, that's it. That's where it goes. Oh, like kind of like, oh, almost pitying. People want now. Almost pitying people me. Like, oh, yeah, it's oh. not digital. It's yeah, people want, but when you produce a, a print yeah. on the spot and it's old Polaroid yeah. and the mom and dads are old enough to remember their grandfather or father's. Well, I showed a f- digital shooter friend of mine who'd never shot in, shot in? Who'd never shot on... Uh, film shooted who never shooted on film uh, my Flickr stream and they were like not that I'm a fantastic photographer by any stretch of the imagination but they were like very impressed with the uh, you know the uniqueness of the look of film like oh I shoot thousands of film uh, frames of film and they look fantastic in a digital way but film is like seeing things in a totally different perspective the, that people are not used to the Impossible Project film that you shot that's on your Flickr stream it has a what the red and, no, any, oh, the impossible. I'm sorry. Yeah, any impossible project film you shot is very unique looking, definitely, and dreamy. Yep. and people want to hold that. That's why I like it. 
I'm the lo-fi guy. I don't like crisp and clear. And I'm nice looking up right now. Well, you're the one who's buying the brand new shiny Lomo camera. Yeah. I'm looking up. You mentioned Flickr. Flickr, folks listening, by the way, Flickr is sort of a forgot, is sort of like old hat. Oh, don't say that. Really? What's no. new hat? Instagram? No, no. Well, listen. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just, I'm, pu- I'm for all for Flickr. Uh, Flickr was started in 2004-ish, and by 2008 or nine, it was like the place to host your photos. Yeah. It was a whole community. And since Instagram launched and uh, Facebook, you know, picking up steam, um, Flickr has lost a lot of a lot of people jumped ship. But it's a great place. We have an excellent group there. But for photographers, it's the place for chit chatting. For people, you know, putting up pictures of their freaking dinner, Instagram and Facebook, sure. But so in July 2016, Verizon bought Flickr from Yahoo. Yeah. Verizon. Verizon. So yeah, uh, Flickr's going through some changes. But folks out there listening, if you're not on the Flickr, I highly recommend it. And I think there isn't a one FPP person in the room that doesn't enjoy Flickr. No. Nope. Yeah, there's nothing better. I loves it for yeah for arc. I mean, I use it to archive all my exactly. prints, and it's fun. You get little stats, you get followers, you get you know you follow other people. I have a ton of people every day. I get on there and I see new. You know, I'm following whatever a hundred and yep. some photographers and. Yep. Every, every couple of years, John puts a picture up. It's beautiful. Yep. yep. <laughs> every six months or so. <laughs> Whether he needs it or not. So you you're signed you, you signed on to the uh, Lomography Square lo, uh, analog camera. Yes. Kickstarter. Yes. You could, we could just, you guys out there listening could just Google search Lomography Instax Square analog camera. You'll come mm-hmm. up to the site. You have mm-hmm. to the 29th of September to jump on board. Yep. Grab a camera. Uh, start shooting and and have some fun, and then maybe later in the year or early in 2018, perhaps Polaroid and the Impossible Project will take my very solid advice. That well, would be cool. you know, and wait, an important thing though is I would say the difference between that and getting using the Instax and using Impossible is it works every time. The colors are great. There's yeah. no, it's way you know cheaper. Yeah, you know what you're getting. So th- you know, this isn't. I'm not compare, sure. To compare, I'm not sure that, if Instax though. Square Film is that cheap. It's cheaper than Impossible. Was it? it like thirteen bucks a roll? I think. Oh, pack. Yeah, yeah it's cheaper. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah. not like eight or nine. Like the little. Well, one that's is, what Lomography, I, th- I believe, is offering it for with the Kickstarter yeah. campaign. But the Impossible is whatever twenty five, twenty four, twenty five dollars. Yeah. yeah, so it's. I mean, it's substantially cheaper. It's too expensive. Yeah, oh yeah. That's a whole other. That's a, that's another show. Well, but they had a learning curve to deal with. So. Instac is is cheap and it works a hundred percent of the time. I'm not here to dictate or you know like bang my fist on the table, but it's time for Impossible Project Film to be twenty bucks a pack. That's reasonable. Yeah, it's reasonable. Make that happen. Yeah, I mean, come on. Do it. Yeah. Do it. I've got like twenty SX70s. That I'm are just telling you what I, what I want, and that's the way I kind of structure the FPP online store, which is why the film is so cheap. Because everything I have in the FPP online store, I think, what would I want to pay for this? Mm-hmm. And that's I use that as a guide. And and that's good because you know people will pay enough, but no one wants to pay. I think you represent a large segment of photographers out there for sure. Hobbyists in your, uh, you know, your fiscal hobbyists, yeah, interests, yeah. Well, check it out, folks. Do you have uh, another letter, Handy? I got tons of letters. What, what do you, you want to talk about? Mm. You want to talk about donations? Sure. From uh, Kevin Smythe, 
He says, okay, sending you the following cameras that don't need to sit on my shelf. A <laughs> GAF, a GAF, L-17A, actually a Shannon, um, Canonet 28, Canon AT1, Practica LTL. Practica. Practica, sorry. No, Good luck with your project as I find things I may donate again. And thank you for your donations, right? Yeah, definitely. I, I just walked through the donations yes. <laughs> alley, let's call yeah, it. Yeah, donation remember that, alley. Remember that last scene of oh Indiana Jones when, he's, when they're in that warehouse? <laughs> it's insane. The quality of the donations in the last six months has gone way up. It's amazing the stuff people send in. Mark Great. Dalzell and I, over the summer, uh, when we, we had an emergency meeting to organize some donation cameras because... We have um, schools are stacked waiting for uh, cameras. No, brother. So uh, school, of course, starts in September. So we went through some cameras and organized and sent an initial package to two schools. I'm gonna we're gonna talk about schools and what schools have been the recipient of the cameras in a future show. No, two schools went. What show? Uh, and we have three schools behind that waiting for cameras. So this is a program FPP. I know people are home like, yeah, people are home like, I know, I know, I know all about it. The program is you guys, listeners, and people who just Google yeah. film donation camera. What about it? Get to our site, and we take the cameras in, we yeah. vet them, right? and then we put them in boxes Oh yeah, to schools that have contacted us. And we put tape on those boxes. So basically, we it's, send them. you know, in the very... Well, there's that, there's that little sliver that you missed in the middle, which was test them, fix them, yeah. clean them. Put them together and spend time kits. making sure they're quality and they work. That's, the, just that's the hard part. Paperweights and we put those them, cameras aren't going to bang themselves on the floor. And we put them together and we put them in boxes and send them to kids. And that's the greatest gift. Chilling that children and I've, I've gotten one or two e- emails from schools that are on our queue right now. Who it's very simple. They're like, we have a program. These are teachers that are excited and about. Not just offering children the digital course, because digital is part of it. Right. But they, you know, one of the teachers said, I want to give them a foundation. Give them a well-rounded yes. photography education, film and, and we digital. do not have sure. a budget, you know, because Coach, Coach Duffy gets the budget. Yeah, of course he does. Jock straps are expensive, too. Yeah. You need to present alternative viewpoints. Athletics. Athletics. Get, athletics get the budget. That's all right. That's oh, what we're here for. Trust me. Yeah. I'm a musician. I know. So, I know what athletics yeah. gets. I was here at the Film Photography Project doing. You know, we donate our time to make this program happy. Get the cameras out to kids, and it's been a great, great program. So, we did that emergency meeting. Went through some cameras, and then uh, we were frantically ripping boxes open, trying to find K one thousands and SRTs and X seven hundreds. You guys can. Go, you guys at home can go to filmphotographyproject.com. Click oh, yeah. the, Click the donate button. You read all about the program. And then in a few weeks, uh, the Ohio gang, although it's really the Midwest gang because mm. Mark represents Michigan. Yes. He's got to move. He's messing <laughs> up the, the naming. <laughs> uh, Ohio gang's coming in. Oh, yeah. You know, Ohio and Michigan from a team perspective. They don't like each other. I was in a, I went to like a bar steakhouse with the gang once. And I made sure I didn't have my Michigan shirt on because I didn't want to lose a tooth. <laughs> no, like, you don't walk it's into like Philadelphia and New York. Yeah, you don't walk into a bar in Ohio with you know your your big M shirt on unless you want like 
People were really, it would come to fisticuffs yes. for real? People, people are retarded. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, John. That word's not good, and that word's going to No, get. I'm not using it for, people are mentally retarded. <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> Let me put it in a different way. <laughs> but if you're a sports fan and you're at the bar and you're like oh drinking god. heavy, oh my god, and you're a please. big burly guy, and then I walk in, freaking animals, with my M shirt on, of course he's gonna pick on me. He needs something to blow off some steam. Just stab him in the eye with your penknife and be done with it. I started stalking, uh, stalking ukuleles and and accessories with different sports teams, and oh boy, I had like a what did I have? I had like a like a Red Sox ukulele or something, mm. and somebody came in and was like, oh, what do you got the Red Sox? I'm like, look, I don't oh, want to start a whole thing. God. People like the Red Sox, people like the Yankees, people like whatever. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know anything. I don't want to start a whole thing. If you don't like it, don't buy it. I have a hat f- so. for UCLA Bruins, and the B looks very similar to the Boston Red Sox B. When I wear that hat, I just put it on. It's not this hat. What hat? Is that an Today Ohio says, hat? Oh. No, this is Cape May hat. Okay. Why does it have an O? Because it's exit zero. Oh, God. But anyways, when I have that hat on, I catch a lot of heck for it. Is heck okay, or can I say hell? You say whatever you want. H-E double toothpicks. <laughs> we uh, gonna take a quick break. As when we come, O'Reilly when we come back, well, first of all, on this show, uh, we're going to be talking about 116-616 film. It's a, it's a topic of, that's been a long a-coming. See. And finally, it was, really, it was like one day I just got out of bed, and it, like, it was just like... You know, like, 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 the one sixteen sixteen hammer just hit me on the head. It's like I became a man possessed, just out of nowhere. After five years of me telling you you should do it, after out of <laughs> he nowhere, had an out of nowhere, I come into the FPP and I'm like uh, figuring out how to make spools. I'm meeting with printers about light tight backing paper. Wow. I'm buying Kodak film. I'm talking yeah. to some secret company about actually making seventy millimeter. Like it just Fisher Price. It's just like I, I can't even explain what came over me. It was a ghost. It was a spirit. Good. It was crazy. Great. It was the craziest yeah. thing. Can't wait. Finally, so we're going to be talking about that film, telling you folks what it is. Hurry back so we can talk about it. I'm going to be doing when we get back immediately. I'm going to do a quick review of the so, of the Lamography Simple Use Camera. It's a it's a simple plastic camera. <laughs> it's going to be quick. <laughs> More like yeah, it is. <laughs> and then if we have time, I'm not sure if we have time. If we have time, we're going to get into. A top, these are topics we've never discussed. It's crazy. We're on the fringes. It's crazy. All this time has gone by. It's crazy. And we, we, we're going to be talking about sub-miniature. Because what, hap- what happened was, all of a sudden, I started... I've been, I've been shooting motion picture film, and all of a sudden, I started shooting 16-millimeter motion picture film. And, and I realized, because... Our good friend Nanoburger, Dan, has been talking about subminiature for years. And I just realized, like an like a acorn hit me on the head. I'm like, oh, hey, wait a minute. I have all this 16-millimeter film. That's right. I can reload this into 110 cartridges and that subminiature, the Minolta subminiature cartridges. And not only am I, you know, happy-go-lucky shooting home movies on 16 I could load this film and shoot stills. I'm like, oh my god! It was the same thing. It was like, yeah, it's been a crazy summer, folks. Summer for the show. It's been a crazy summer. When we come back, yeah. Okay, good. Bye. Hey, folks! A quick message to let you guys know that the FPP online store 
That's filmphotographystore.com. Now carries black and white 127 roll film. That's right, break out those Kodak brownies that take 127 roll film. 127 roll film now on the FPP online store. Booyah! Hey, we're back. Uh, folks out there, like a slot car. John's shooting Love with his Mamiya M645. Mamiya, Mamiya. You have a, a very loud one. With a motor yeah, winder. Uh, but I love it. You do? It gets people's attention. This roll, did you... Actually, is that a good thing? I was shooting with this on the beach this summer, walking down, doing some shots, and some guy in a skeleton shirt, you know, it was like, had the skeleton on it. He's like, hey, what is that? I'm like, this is a film camera. He's like, you gotta be kidding me. They still make those? Ah. Uh. Had to educate him on everything, but he was very, very, uh, uh, what's the word, impressed with my camera. Wow. And, yeah. Uh, that does loud. happen a lot, so I'm out. I'm gonna. John got to talk to somebody. I got to talk to a, a real person. <laughs> a real person over the age of 10. Although he was sort of a skeleton, but he was a real person. <laughs> he was a little bit scary. <laughs> so over the summer, um, Lomography, I think in the spring, came out with uh, a seri- three cameras. They're called Simple use film camera. They found a warehouse of unused disposable uh, hold, cameras. Hold open, hold, hold open, hold up your MMEA 645. Oh my god. <laughs> hold on. Nice! They came out with three models, a Lomo Purple version. that It comes preloaded with Lomo Purple film. That's the faux infrared. Easy C41 processing. C41. The black and white version, just preloaded with 35 millimeter black and white film, and a color version preloaded with simple color C41 film. This looks like, which in this country, the US, we call disposable cameras, but yeah. they're actually called single use cameras. That's more politically correct. They look like they're enough. still going in a landfill when you're done with them. Well, that's the idea. You're not done with these. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, reloadable, disposable. It's a re- yes. It's a. Well, it's ba- not a single use then. It's not simple use. It's not disposable. <laughs> it's not. No dis- one said it was. What is it? Just listen. But it. Co- <laughs> well, that's what he's saying. <laughs> it comes preloaded with film, but the the thing is, Lomo is very tricky about. It. They're like you can reload it if you dare because. Oh, see. Oh, a it's a little tricky, but it's just like anything else. It's like when you're that five-year-old and you get on the bike for the first time. Sure, you're going to fall, maybe chip your tooth. But so what? You'll eventually be able to ride that bicycle. Sure. You know? You'll whistle it's a little like bit. It's just like riding a bike and losing open. all your teeth. You know? So I've shot all summer with this and reloaded. I have some uh, videos up on the film photography uh, YouTube channel. It's called mm-hmm. Film Photography Tube. Here. That's that's So... Down. It's a camera with 31 millimeter lens. It has one one twentieth of a second shutter. It's one twentieth. Don't most point and shoot cameras have like a one 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 hundredth at least? Anything below one sixtieth, you're supposed to use a tripod, or anything below a thirtieth can't be right. No, one one twentieth of a second. One one twentieth. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. One one twentieth of a second shutter. Gotcha. Continue. (laughs) Turn page. Rasso continues. This is all fixed. A fixed f nine lens. Fixed. And for most of the world, you'll get this, but us dumb butts in the U.S. won't. It focuses one meter to infinity. And that's beyond. One meter, that's like 75 feet. 
<laughs> it is though, right? So over the summer, I, I was in Rhode Island, seventy-five, and I had this, and I was shooting the hell out of it. So I went. I finished a roll. I went to put a new roll in, and I said to myself, "I'm like, oh, what if I put FPP color infrared film in here? Oh my! Because right here used to be." Lomo, they put those, you know, sometimes they put colored gel f- for your flash. Yeah. One of the colored, it comes comes with gels for your flash. I never really care for the gels over my flash. I think it's silly, but that's just me. But I noticed one of the gels was a yellow gel. I'm like, oh, what if I cut cut it and put it over the lens? Because oh. you need a yellow filter to shoot color infrared film. And that's what I did. I just cut it put it over the lens, loaded it with a color infrared film. Nice. I taped up the seams to avoid light leaks. And I shot like three rolls of FPP color infrared film with this simple point-and-shoot camera. And? Great. Really? Yeah, it's on my Flickr stream. Flickr? Hmm. On the Flickr? Yeah, it's great. So, you know, it's a, it's a fairly, for a fairly inexpensive investment, these are available at the filmphotographystore.com, by the way, if you'd like to Can buy. have a lot of fun with it. Can have a lot of fun and with it. What's the price on those? 100 bucks? 150 <laughs> No. Let's see the price. I'm just setting you up to, for, the, for the I don't know what the, the price is. Here. The price is nine ninety nine. But wait. There's more. If you order now. Come on, slow Android. Oh, I just thought you knew. You sell them. I thought you would know. He sells thousands of products. Leave them alone. <laughs> Thousands of products or hundreds of products? FPP. Hundreds. Hundreds. Here's my reminder. Oh. Shoot, I gotta go see Mike. Here it is, right in the store. Let's see what it says. Oh, I think it's fifteen ninety nine. What? That's that's ridiculous. Oh, the color version is fifteen ninety nine and it comes loaded with film. That's the Lomo yeah. version. So it's I'm assuming it's like Lomo whatever Lomo color film. It's their their film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but once you shoot it, you put whatever you want yeah, in it. Yeah, and that's, so that's like six bucks right there. That yeah. Does it come with directions how to open it without like yeah. screwing the pooch? Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. And it's small enough that it just, this is perfect. This is the perfect camera to have with you always. Yeah. I'm not saying it's like the only camera. Like, sure, bring your 35 millimeter SLR. Bring your, you know. Did you bring that to the show last night? What show? I brought it. I didn't bring it inside. Uh, okay. I should have brought it inside. No, they weren't patting anybody down. No. You could have got They don't do that it. anymore. Everyone's got their phone out anyway. Yeah, really. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. It's not like nobody Although knows what some, Roger Waters looks like. There are some, there are some people uh, that don't let you use your phone. They get very upset if yeah. they see you with your phone out. Uh, John and I, at the time Wilco of... Wilco re- being one of them. At the time of recording, John and I went to see uh, Roger Waters, bassist of Pink Floyd. He's playing here in New Jersey. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you enjoyed the show, but, you know, what these show? shows, what they really wind up proving to me is that white people can't dance. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> they sure can, you know, pound their fist in the air. Yeah, that's about it. That's, that's our thing. And shoot the concert with their phone, but while they're shaking their hand, <laughs> like yeah. getting into the music. I've never seen Yeah, there were some crazy drunk people there. Yeah, it's alcohol plus, you know, classic rock. I don't know about that. Yeah, there were so many people littering the streets, drinking before as we walked in. Well, they encouraged that. Oh, yeah? They had, well, they had well, the, they bars right across the yeah. street. Well, that's mostly for the devil's games, but, you know. 
So anyhow, so that's my review of the Lomo Simple Use Film Camera. I highly recommend it. It's in the FPP online store. And by the way, if you go to filmphotographyproject.com and you see right there on the homepage, it says subscribe. If you subscribe to our uh, email newsletter, I am frequently sending out email, you know, email newsletters talking about what's going on and, and offering uh, discount codes yep. for the FPP online store. That is the place to be to figure out yep. what's going on and how to get these Very codes. Very special pricing. Well, that's, you know what, I want to just wait. I want to touch on it one more time. $15, $16 for that? Yes. If you go to CVS or Walgreens or Target, they sell those Kodak truly disposable cameras, and those are $15 with a, with a roll of Max, you know, Max 400. 400 in it, which is the worst film in the world. Mm, that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to be able to get that for $16 with a roll of Lomo, and it's reloadable, yeah. and it's got gels on your flash and F- blah, blah, blah. Max 400 really isn't the worst film in the world. No, 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 no I shouldn't say that. Oh, because you're going to get emails. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. It's the, oh, it, I'm going to get your it's just kind of a. It's just kind of a boring, it's the, it's the McDonald's of film. Like, it's fine. You know what you're going to get, it's fine. Yeah. To all beef, patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. It's fine. It's not ectar. To all beef, patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. To all beef, patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, onions, pickles, onions on a little... The problem is that all the Kodak gold that I shoot is like 15 years expired, yeah, so it comes go. out purple and grainy. See, you have, I never a, shoot fresh you have a, scre- a skewed view of Kodak gold. That's true. And Kodak Max 400. So maybe... You know, for your birthday coming up, I should give you a fresh roll of Kodak Max 400 for you to shoot and see what it looks like. Mm. You could, but you I got I got a freezer full of Ektar and Portra that I I swear by. Yeah, I don't need the gold. Keep your gold. Save it. Save it for your Aunt Linda. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, this is Aunt Linda. I need some one ten. I, I actually have that recording. Here it is. Hi, Mikey. It's Aunt Linda. When you get time, order me some 110 film. I'm not ready to give up my old camera yet. Yes, that actually was Aunt Linda, and she did call me to say she needed 110 film. <laughs> Let's read a quick letter. Sure. Um, love the show. What show? Started listening about a year and a half ago. I'm sorry, this is from Kirk Ledbetter. Okay. And uh, going through all the historical ones. What does that mean? The that old ones, the archive. Oh, okay. The archive. Fancy. Uh, I thought we did certain episodes that were more historically relevant than others. So Nothing we do is relevant. Exactly. <laughs> Not even the irrelevant? The, fa- the fact that people are listening and then when we're on break, go back to the archive. A actually, lot of people do that. All these letters all say that. Folks, that actually boggles my mind. Yeah, that's like, pretty wild. What's going on? Well, listen to what they say, too, about going back. He says, I'm about midway through 2012 now. Found your podcast while searching for podcasts on digital photography. Ooh. Because I was starting to shoot a few weddings and wanted to get better. After a few shows, I dug up my K1000 and bought in 88 and started shooting. There you go. K1000, sorry. I love it. Uh, I managed to find a local darkroom, the Bakery Photo Collective where you can rent all of their spaces for color and black and white printing and developing for 10 bucks an hour. That's pretty cool. What's, what are they called again? The Bakery Photo Collective. Where's this letter from? Let's see. He what country? He doesn't say. Doesn't sound like the U.S., does it? Uh, well, Kirk Ledbetter sounds like a... American. Mer- American name. Sounds like an All right, anyways, I started hero. trying to... Do, 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 do. I now have a 4x5 Intrepid with a Polaroid back, of course. 
six or eight 35 millimeter cameras and Canon FTQL to uh, Nikon F5. That's an interesting one. The, he's got, John, the way he's John reading it. Yeah. I know, right? I know. I'm also, you just throw these letters at me. I didn't have a chance to pre-read it. Uh, okay. You said you wouldn't get here early. Uh, you need yeah. to practice well, words. D- did I know there was traffic? <laughs> practice what words? The big words? More than two letters? Which yes. TQL? Oh, that's FTQL. Awesome that's what I said. He said FTQL. None, none of us even heard it because we're all falling asleep here. It, you know oh. what? It's in your presentation of the letter, John. Okay. That's what I said. The FTQL is an interesting camera to have as one right. of your first and 15 I, cameras. Um, Maybe you should put a little life into the way you're reading okay, it. Okay, sure. It takes the top. The sound effects John. that play in the background of my head now when I talk to people, C41 or E6. E6. I have to be careful not to say them out loud so people don't think I'm an official fanboy. So there's another happy listener who's gone back and looked at, listened to all our shows. And, and got a little bit of gas. Kirk Ledbetter. Thank you very much. Thank you much. Okay, let me butcher another letter. Yeah, real quick, let's do another letter. You have a pile of stuff that you did? Yeah, these are... People write a lot. They don't write like simple like, Hey, how you doing? I Pe- like your show. <laughs> Pick a simple letter. Yeah, please. Right. Keep the words um, small when you're writing. Something about 126? Yeah! All right. This is from Steve-O. Steve Muchet. Okay. Um, hey Mike and the gang I love what you do 126 cameras Have been talked about And I was wondering Which cameras are easy to use With 35mm film Reloaded into cassettes I've heard the sprockets Sprockets Can get hung up Maybe this was a podcast topic before If so Which one? Do you remember talking about this before? Well Steve-O mm-hmm. I have an answer Oh good Questions? We've got answers Now there are a few like my favorite camera, the Kodak 100 Instamatic, it's a bear. It's tough because when you have the, you see, see when you have 35 millimeter film reloaded into a 126 cartridge, all those sprockets get caught, and you can't easily advance to the next frame. Mm. I use, and I highly recommend seeking out on the eBay, the Keystone, manufactured in Paramus, New Jersey. The Keystone 125X. Folks, why it's not called the 126X, I do not know. Yeah. The Keystone 125X, it's a plastic box camera. It's easy to use. I've had it since I was a kid. Mm. And when you have your 35-millimeter film reloaded in the 126 cartridge, you could go on YouTube and find a video about this if you're wondering what the hell we're talking Like, hey, how could I do that? Go on YouTube and search 35 millimeter in 126 cartridge, and you'll come up with a few videos. Once you have your film loaded in 126 cartridge, put it in your film, put it in your camera, and then when you want to advance, like you take your picture, take the picture, but keep your keep your finger depressed on the shutter down, and then you could just easily advance advance to the next frame because. In the keystone, the lever that when you press the shutter, the shutter opens and closes, but it holds down a pin oh. that allows you to seamlessly and easily get to the next frame. That's a good trick. Yeah. It were, I know you tried this, not with that camera, but you tried the 35 millimeter and 126 in one of those Kodaks, right? Well, yeah, and what you can do in the, in the Instamatics is you can shoot a picture and then like hold it up to your, your thigh and shoot two or three more to advance it. Like take a couple of like black block, frames, block the shutter. Yeah, it's a little trickier, a little more difficult. Yeah, 
Yeah, and the spacing's going to be all messed up and whatever. Like, I, we've modified a bunch of them to do different things. But, but until... Uh, but that's a good one to use. Until, you know, one of these awesome companies out there, Lomography, Film Ferrania, comes out with actual 126 cartridges. Because, folks listening, I believe that there's going to be a 126 revolution sometime soon. Revolution! But that's, that's the camera, John. Okay, cool. Well, I'm sh- you made him very happy, I'm sure. Steve-O. Steve-O. Hey, by the way, you can write to us at podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Always thrilled to hear about what you're doing, what's going on. Keep it, keep it fairly short, right, John? Definitely, yeah. Honestly, the longer letters get pushed to the bottom because, well, they're too long. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So Mark Dalzell was switching topics here. Mark Dalzell has been talking... Uh, of all the FPPers, no one's really given the time of day to 116 or 616 cameras. Yep. These are old. These are cameras. How old are they? Gosh, I'm trying to think. Come again? Well, the one that I own is circa 1926. Yikes. The number 1A. Oh, uh, you got a green one. Yeah, I got a green one. Which one, one is that? One, it's the number. It's called number one A Kodak Junior. Yeah, here I got the same one in black. Oh, look at that! Same camera. I bet you yours was made a different year because notice mine. Look, it opens Whoa. differently. Oh, this might be an older one then. Look at that, John. Yeah, John, you have any interest in this kind of stuff? Oh, this is an autographic. Yeah, definitely. Oh, so okay. this is be- this is before thirty-two. Oh, okay. I just never come across them in my travels. Oh, what did you say yours was? 26? 1920, circa 1926, because they made it for oh, a few years. well, then it must be. What's your serial number? I don't know. Here, you want to look at it? Yeah. So, folks listening, this is a roll film camera. You know, like 120 roll film or 620 roll film. But these are mm-hmm. older, yeah. I guess. Yours, but yours is way, new, uh, way older. They use a roll film format called 116 roll film or 616 roll film. And both are almost identical, except their spools are a little bit different. But the size of the film... Uh, can you hand me that slice? This is 65 millimeter, not 70 millimeter. The size of the film is 70 millimeter in a roll. And as Mark... O'Brien would say, the real estate that you're shooting is big. Yeah. So it shoots kind of a wide... Fr- you get eight shots per per roll. Wow. Uh, it depends. And it shoots like a 16 by 9 centimeter, like a big image. Like it, a, it depends on the camera. Yeah. Because the whole, the whole point... The reason they called it 6 when Kodak came out with 616 was it only shot six frames. That's even bigger then. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. So originally they were six, and then they... Well, why is this called 116? Well, I think they... One know, I say, big I take picture. It back. I think originally when 616 came out, it was, sh- it was shorter. Yeah, we and don't know. They, they made it longer, so then you could fit eight. But originally, you could only fit six. Well, folks, we're, listen, and we're just talking here. Don't ever think like what we say is like, you know, the Bible of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone stop writing. Yeah, we're... <laughs> we're just got... We're, we're just in the... You know, we're in the trenches... You know, shooting and, and grabbing and figuring. So it's the optimum film to roll is 70 millimeters. It's big. It's really big. 
And this film was discontinued sometime in the 1980s or, or 1990s. You can't buy this film anymore. Here, I got, I got the number. What do you got? Go ahead. If you're, if, you're in, uh, if you're in our side of the world, two and a half by four and a quarter inch is the size on 616, 116, which is 63 millimeter by 108 millimeter if you're elsewhere. But yeah, so it's four and a quarter wide. It's giant. It's, giant. it's half the size of four by five. Think of it that way. It's big. Yeah. So no film exists, and Mark has been saying, because we launched a few years ago our 620 campaign, where we manufactured spools, and we offer film, and we offer the spools for people who want to roll their own. Mark's like, well, 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 let's, you know, jump on this bandwagon. Let's not forget 127 roll film, which is a smaller. Yes. But you guys own those cameras. Those are beautiful I've been cameras. neglecting 127. i got to so get back I. into it. I so just got, uh, we'll save it for another show, but I just got a, a Vest Pocket 127, the very first 127 camera. Oh, like I'll World War One era. Uh, 1912 to 1914 oh, they made them. God, yeah, I pre-World War One. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. And I, took, I totally restored it. It's amazing. Well, the good news is, you see, once I get over the hurdle of launching this uh, large 616, 116 film, then attacking a a 127 project is going to be i think a little bit easier so here's here's going to be the king of i i predict in like four years you'll be the king of obsolete you'll be have you'll be selling 122 118 you'll have the whole oh 828 828 i have a box over there 828 is is not difficult 828 is 35 millimeter sized yeah it's just roll film it's on a spool yeah Unfortunately, there was only ever like 10 cameras made that took it, though, yeah. so it's not but that popular. But 828 people can kind of roll their own. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to make give them the spools. So this has kind of been, you know, like any Sorry. event I've gone to, like I went to Mark's annual Crab Fest. It's so funny, you know, I, I posted some pictures online, and <laughs> the responses are, hey, is that at Mark's Crab Fest? <laughs> the world famous. It's becoming a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, wherever I went, I had this green... One one sixteen camera with me, and I was you know just testing and shooting, and the only thing I could find over the summer, early summer, was some expired Kodak Vision one hundred T film. That's tungsten indoor for indoor lighting one hundred ISO film, which is perfect for this camera. Expired, and due to my ineptness of shooting, and like pre rolled, or you bought a spool of it. I bought a a, big, a roll of it. Oh yeah, yeah. And I rolled my own. Yeah. Due to my own ineptness of first time shooting this format and ineptness in the dark room, I'm a slob in the dark room. Some of my pictures, you know, not using the proper filtration. Some of my pictures, I don't think looked very great. So it was a slow start, but I got up and rolling, and the response to it was good enough for me to take the plunge and purchase some fresh, direct from Eastman Kodak, Kodak. 200T film. Folks may be saying, well, why would you get 200T tungsten film? Why wouldn't you get a daylight film? Folks, that was the, o- that was the least expensive option to not to commit to like $15,000 worth of film. Because Kodak, you have to do it by, like they say, okay, here's the product, it's available, but your minimum order is like 20 1,000 foot rolls. Wow. Woo, that's a lot. But of having said that, if you're the kind of person who's shooting hundred-year-old Kodak folders, 
so those they don't even have color corrected lenses on them anyway. What difference does it make? It's your color's going to be a little off. So well, don't stress. Here, I'm not stressing, but here's the thing. I mean, John and I, you know, we're we're you know schooled by Professor Susan Tarbox. You know, we're a guy who like we'll put an 85 filter in front. Like we'll want to correct it. Yes. So the new film today's September 15th. By by the, by the way, we're talking about this. It's a DIY kit. It's film. It's a 50 foot roll of film for your 116 or 616 camera. It's 65 millimeter. It's it's sprocketed, so you'll be shooting sprockets. Sprockets. And, you know, great news, because this is really picking up steam. I received an email from the folks at Film Rescue. You've heard of them? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're in Canada. They rescue film. You're oh, yeah. in Canada? You're from Canada? They're from Canada. Yeah, I wow. see them at the meetings. <laughs> but the Canadian club? <laughs> Shh. They're, they're in Canada, but they have a U.S postal box like you could send to minnesota and they go once a week they, they go, drive across the border they do yeah, those sure. canadians are sneaky yeah <laughs> yeah they tunnel under so i got a, a correspondence from greg at film rescue and he's just like he's like oh my god you're doing this he's like how much ecn film do you guys sell of course ecn2 is any kodak vision 3 film we sell a ton of it on 35 millimeter by the way folks Look, I know this is Kodak Ektar, and everyone has their favorite emotion, mm-hmm. but Kodak motion picture film is, in my opinion, the bomb, the greatest emulsion on the planet because it's made for motion picture. You know, Star Wars is shot. The, the film, the slice of film I'm holding in my hand is the exact same type of film used by the Martin Scorsese, the J.J. Abrams. Mm. You know, it's motion picture film. And the latitude on it, so if it's 200 ISO film, the latitude on it is so wide that if you're not exposing it properly, you can correct it. Mm. It's beautiful. So it's 65 millimeter. It's sprocketed. This is an okay size to roll your own 116, 116, 616 film and start shooting with these old folder cameras. Film Rescue came on board. You guys following me? Yeah. Film Rescue came on board and said, Hey, 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 hey you guys you are guys selling a lot of Vision 3 film. film. We want to offer... Because it's ECN2 processing. We want to offer true ECN2 processing. We're going to bring the chemistry in. This is the proper processing for wow. this type of film. Because all the other folks who do a great job, the little film lab, the old school film lab, the camera shop up in Minnesota... I'm not speaking for them because I don't really know, but I'm guessing they're just doing it in C41. C41. And rubbing off that Remjet. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's the challenge. That, that is the challenge of this. And yes. if not, we'll find out in the next few hours, I guess. We, yeah. <laughs> if you buy the film and you sh- buy the film here at FPP, load up, home roll some rolls. You may say, how am I going to do that? I'll tell you in a second. In your 116, 116 616 camera you could process it yourself in our c41 kit and just rub that damn remjet off with your thumb last step yep you did that on the youtube video we shot right yeah easy peasy i just wipe yeah wipe it off with a paper towel even in the final yeah so it just comes right yeah or you could send it to film rescue and greg at film rescue and i'm not a chemist but he's like listen the ECN2, the proper processing for this, is going to give you a better negative. He's, he's saying by, by processing it in C41, 
C41. By the way, no lab will do, no regular lab will do this film. Don't even think about it. Scared. It'll no, mess, up, mess up, up their machine. You'll be banned. Yeah, don't even do it. Don't, don't do even it. try because yeah. they'll be mad at you. Forever. You'll be banned for life. He says that the C41, you're basically cross-processing the film. I, I'll buy that. So your color rendition is not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I can see that. So Film Rescue is going to proce- offer processing and scanning with and without sprockets for this initial run of film for your 116, 616, mm-hmm. 116, 616 camera. As of right now, in September of 2017, the recommended DIY do-it-yourself program is you go like, just like I did. I went on eBay. I bought some 116, 616 expired film. When I say expired, I mean like expired. Like expired, 1952. Wow. I just <laughs> bought it. I brought it in my dark room here. I just opened it up, unrolled it. By the way, I have a video on the YouTube channel. Of you doing this? Yes, of reloading, of re- re-rolling. And if you go to our show notes. What show notes? On filmphotographyproject.com for this oh. episode. You'll see, you'll see that video implanted in there of how, me how to do that. You basically unroll, unroll the film in a dark room. Just take out the old film. I mean, you could shoot that film if you want. The yeah. old, it's like old uh, Verichrome pan. Have you ever shot any really old film, Mark? Yes. I was just actually going to say... I mean, Sorry, pause for a second. I'm, not, I'm not encouraging people to waste the film. Like, go ahead, shoot that old roll. If it's, if it's color... And it expired before the 70s. Don't even bother. If it's black and white, like I was going to say, this is a roll of 116 I shot black and white. And this expired in 77. Oh, that looks beautiful. But it's beautiful. I mean, that film is as good as new. You see how wide that negative is, John? It's very wide. So that's, that's, one, that's proper 116. Um, and, uh, but if you have a 1952 expired. If it's black and white, I mean, it's going to be, like this is another example off the same roll. You know, I've got like scratches and light leaks, and it's foggy. Yeah, but that and, looks cool. I mean, it looks cool, that, but that's from '77, and that's black and white, which yeah. is so that's the best circumstance. You have no 1960s or 50s film. I do actually. Uh, this camera right here has a roll that expired in '68 in it right now. Now, when you '68 still kind of fresh when you think about it. What's the, <laughs> that's not even speak for yourself. If you if you're loading 1950s film, uh, right. I highly suggest this goes for any roll 120, 620, any roll film you buy. I highly suggest you go in a black room and just unroll it a little bit. Sometimes that you know that piece of tape that holds your film oh, yeah, that's, dries that's out. out. Yeah. So if you load that in your camera and you get to that dry spot, the film's gonna snap off. Oh dear. And get all jammed up. It's gonna start winding into itself. Yeah. So no good. If if you have a nineteen fifties roll film, go into the dark room, just unroll a little bit of it till you get to the tape and make sure the tape didn't turn to dust. If it did, just get an air gun or blow it off. And put a nice fresh piece of tape there. Tapes it. Yeah. But what I've been doing, because I'm so anxious to shoot this new 116, 616 film, different spool, same film, is that I've I've sacrificed the film, I rip out the film, and I lay in nicey-nice the new film, roll it back up, and then go out and shoot and have some fun. Yeah, I'm sort of on the fence. Uh, So I I have a batch of... of, uh, 116 that expired in the mid 70s and i that's what i did was a test with that to see if it would actually work so that was a test roll that i was shooting it i i think that that photo that you saw was actually shot at iso 25 okay um and it came out pretty good but if it if it came out any worse than that i would have just scrapped the whole batch but that's what i was saying is if you have a roll of color film from the early 50s i personally i wouldn't even waste my time i would just 
throw the film away and roll some new stuff yeah. into it. So the the initial batch that we're offering is fresh, brand fresh, brand new, direct from Eastman Kodak, Kodak Vision Three, two hundred T film. Because it's T tungsten, when you load it in your camera and you're outside shooting, I recommend either taping a gel or holding a holding a eighty or holding an eighty five filter. Yes, Mark. Can you, if somebody's going to be buying these rolls, could you could throw in a chunk of 85 gel to, couldn't you if I have it yeah you're just throwing a square with the box and then they yeah. got it I'm going to see if I can do that folks I'm not quite sure if I have enough I'll, I'm going to look into that so okay so really quick and I know I, uh, I know a lot of fo- I know a lot of you folks out there know this stuff already but okay just bear with me so you have the film in your camera it's 200T these cameras are designed to shoot like 50 ISO or 100 ISO film so you're out shooting, hold the 85 filter, it's orange, over your lens that will color correct the film for daylight so you get beautiful color rendition. I don't recommend doing, I know, Mark, you do it in post-production in Photoshop. I recommend shooting it with the proper filtration. I do sometimes. Sometimes I just put it up as is. I yeah. like the wacky colors, so I, it's, not, it's not that I'm color correcting it to, to fix it. Yeah. So, yeah, so hold the 85 filter, and then if it's really bright out, you can hold an 85 filter plus a neutral density one over your lens. So stack the filters. The ND is neutral density. It cuts down the amount of light. So ND1 cuts down one f-stop. The 85 filter is going to cut down, I don't know what the filter factor is on that of how many stops. I think it's one stop. It may be a little over. Mm-hmm. So immediately, now your 200 ISO film is, if you have two stack two filters, you're down to 50 ISO. If you're just putting the 85, then you're down to 100 ISO, which is okay. And because the film is so versatile, it'll be able to handle that. Wow. So that's the scoop, folks. You, nice. you buy this film. You buy some old 116 or 616 film for your ancient folder ca- folding camera. Look in the camera to see what film it takes. Look at the spool. Uh, look up the camera on the Google. Go to Chuck Baker's Brownie website to find out what film your, your camera takes. The Google. And give this, give this a run. Uh, you know, Buy an old roll of film. Roll it yourself. Shoot it. In your uh, box of film will be information about film rescue and how to send your film to them for processing. Or if you're like me... Uh, you can buy, if you search on eBay, 116 film tank, you could buy a film tank that holds the 70 millimeter size, which, by the way, Mark, you lent me yours. It worked great for the one, for the uh, 65 millimeter film. Great. You could process, process it yourself in your, your very own uh, FPP C41 kit, and then you may be saying, well, how about scanning? Um, I own a Epson V700, and I went on eBay. This, e- this eBay thing is great, Mark. <laughs> I've heard you're just, that. You're just figuring that out? I went on there. I searched Do Epson. they only sell bays or other things as well? I went on there. I searched 70 millimeter. No, I searched 116 70 millimeter Epson V700 holder, and there's a guy who offers 
the film holder that sits on top of your perfectly on top of your V seven hundred. Awesome. It frame it, three D printer. It scans one frame at a time. You cut your film and put one film at, one sheet at a time into. Yeah. So you're basically cutting your film like it's four by five. Mm. So oh, you, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. It's a beautiful that's thing. Better folks. than taping it to the glass like we always do and gets all curled and yeah. you know, Newtonian ringy. Yeah, so so that's it. I mean, if you have any questions, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I was just going to say, wait, you made me think of something. When you were saying you're going to load up your old folder and look it up online to see what film it takes, a lot of time, if you're at a flea market or a whatever, antique store, and you see one of those, if you open the back of it, it's it should be written inside somewhere what film it actually takes. I'm going to check this out right now. That one, that may not, because, oh, that's not autographic. Yeah, if you open it up, sometimes it'll say... Uses you know it'll say one sixteen well, or one twenty or whatever. I mean, when this this camera, the the number one A junior. I mean, it doesn't kind of open up like the whole, <laughs> like the whole camera. Yeah, that's it's like you like whoa you like you like oh look at that I me mean, look at that John. Yeah, look at that it comes apart. The whole camera comes apart. Two pieces, and I can't. That see that one doesn't. But if you look on the back, on the back of the body, yeah, nothing, nothing. See, because mine mine uses autographic film, so it now, says right there. In Most of these old cameras you buy in an antique shop or at you know at a flea market, those guys who have like you know the blanket on the ground with like all yeah. old car parts. Um, most of these cameras come with a take-up spool, so I opened up the camera, pulled the spool out, and on the spool it says Kodak oh, one sixteen. Yeah. Good thinking, yeah, good thinking. So snoop around before you hit the Google, mm. you know, or email me. Because I don't know. People email me all the time saying, hey, I own a Kodak Brownie. You know, what film does it take? And I don't know which model because there's so many. Mm. And some of these super old cameras, Kodak made a 116 version and a 620 version. Yeah. Like they made different. Well, a 116 and a 120 or 620 yeah. or 616. But then if you find one of these laying on a blanket at a flea market and you think, wow, that, that's one of those big old folders. It's bigger than 120. It must be 116. Check, because there is also the next step up is 118, which is definitely not available. Or it could be 122, which is seriously what? not available. So there's other ones that are even bigger. 123, bigger. basically. 123 is a roll film camera that shoots 4x5. The negative wow. is the size of a 4x5. It's, it's a incredible. big camera. Wow. It, looks, it looks exactly like this. Do you own one of these? I do. The 122 camera is awesome. Really? Now, what have you loaded in there? Uh, nothing. I've never shot with it. I guess you could take 70 millimeter film and put it in there. But why bother? No, because it, it'll curl up because it doesn't lay on the film plane properly. Oh. So there's no point. You'd have to take some 4x5 film and like tape it together in a roll. Exactly. Yeah, if I could somehow get... But that's... Yeah, the, the size of it is basically... It, it's essentially 4x5. I think it's like 3 and a quarter by 4 and a quarter. But it's yeah. basically 4x5. Yeah, it's huge. So folks at home listening, thank you for listening. I know not everyone's into these old clunkers. I mean, they're not clunkers. Well, there are clunker. I mean, they're old. And they're still working. That's the amazing thing. But if you're at a flea market or an antique store, mm-hmm. um, for antiques. pop open the camera and... F- f- oh. That's 120, 116, 122. That's your picture? Yeah. Oh, it makes nice. the 120 look like a little pocket camera. It does. Wow. I mean, the make sure... You know, a lot of folks buy stuff in an antique store. I mean, make sure your shutter works. Like, don't buy it. Especially antique stores... Charge too much. Look at that. They do. They because charge too much money because they're not charging for you to use that. it. They're charging for you to put it on your shelf. Yeah. So that's one frame of thirty-five millimeter. It's huge compared to one twenty-two. Oh my goodness. 
Couldn't you load a, p- a sheet of 4x5 in there and just shoot one just, exposure? Yeah, just about, yeah. Well, I've got... See, in the camera, my 122 came with a shot roll. Oh. So I've got the backing paper, and I've got mm. two spools. So I could roll some with 70 millimeter in it and try it out. But again, I've got the exact same camera, the 116 version of it. So yeah. I, why, why bother? But it sure looks good. So over the summer, you know, when I was talking Sorry. about this process... Of doing what I did, rolling the film, testing the initial batch. Uh, I've collected about 20 people. Because I said, hey, I said in social media, I said, hey, if you're interested in this format, we're developing it, we're pulling some stuff together, shoot me an email, say, hey, put me on your email list specifically for 116, 616. That deal still stands. If you want to hear about news first, it's like the pioneers. Yeah, it's like if you, like before any newsletter blast goes out on the general list. If you want it specifically, are you one sixteen six sixteen person? Shoot me an email, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com, and say, "Hey man, put me." You could, I mean, you could actually say that if you want. Hey man, put me on your one sixteen six sixteen email list so I can get news before anyone else. This was available like two days ago, but only to that exclusive list and rightly so rightly so yeah these the vips people, yeah these are people who are writing me saying oh let me know when you come out with this film because i can't wait to feed my camera <laughs> john Great. giggled like That's funny. you giggled like peter sellers from being there <laughs> like chauncey gardner mm-hmm. you yeah. just giggled like chauncey gardner i thank you <laughs> i thought you were gonna say peter laurie the flowers bloom in the spring. Yes, they do, Chauncey. <laughs> That's very observant of you. You've seen that, uh, Being There? No. By the way, oh, anyone you who haven't? Seen? It's a great movie. Being I'm There. Just, I'm just waiting. Just waiting. One of the last films shot with Peter Sellers, 1979. Yep. One of his last films, and p- perhaps his greatest, most understated performance ever. Definitely. No slapstick silliness there. Brilliant. Boring. Boring. Didn't Shirley MacLaine win an Academy Award? Or didn't he get nominated? I, I think he was I nominated for an Academy Award. Hey, when we come back... We're coming back? Yeah. Uh, I thought we were done. Yeah. Oh, you want to be done? No, well, we could do this next time. I feel like we haven't talked about anything yet. Let's talk. We're an hour in. We could kill this show. No, I mean, I literally feel like we haven't even started talking yet. Oh, okay. Yet. Great. Well, hey, when we... When we... <laughs> Hey, when we come back, uh, we're going to do a review of one of these 116 or 616 cameras. To be determined. Yeah, whatever Mark <laughs> wants to talk about. So we'll, we'll be right back. Hey, folks. This year, we're celebrating everything color slide film. Films that are processed E6. That's right. E6. That's right. You can pick up Color Slide Film right in the filmphotographystore.com. Our famous FPP Retrochrome, which is Kodak Ektachrome that we rescued from a military base out west. True story, folks. This film was kept refrigerated in its entire life. We carry two varieties, 160 ISO or 400 ISO. Both are available right in the FPP online store. Just go to the new store, click 35mm film, in the left-hand column you will see categories and choose Ektachrome. There it is, 
check it out. Shoot away. The year of E6. E6. And of course, you can process this yourself using our very own E6 color slide kit. You can also process it C41 to get a cross-processed negative. Thanks so much, folks. Now back to show. What show? Hey, we're back. Uh, so we, you know, we spent a good chunk of time talking about these cameras that take this wide roll film. Mark, you've been shooting with these for a heck of a long time. You actually have seventy millimeter film in your fridge, like Kodak Portra? Yeah, I got some Portra 160. You don't see them too much on eBay. No, that, it popped up a couple of years ago. Remember when like the Hawkeye came out? And, like, there was just like a flood of Portra 70 millimeter, and I got one, one ream of it. I wish I had gotten 10 of them. Yeah. And it's just been sitting in the freezer now for five years. And this is sprocketless film. Sprocketless, 70 millimeter. It was, it was, I think I bought it in 2013, and it had expired in like 2008. So it's basically fresh. Uh, for folks listening... If you're still with us, good. That's good. <laughs> this, huh? The, the phase two of this project is for, for me to bring in sprocketless 70 millimeter film, the true size oh. for this. But in the meantime, we have the sprocketed 65 millimeter. I mean, you can take what you can get, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. working on it. Yeah. Get what you get and you don't get upset. I'm working on it. So, Mark, what, do you, what cameras do you have to talk well, about? Well, I, I brought a few today because you mentioned you wanted to talk about 116, but... I've got so I got the one we were just sort of talking about, which is the uh, the one A Kodak one A one A Junior, which you've got a green one there. I've got a plain old black. Um, I've got this one, which I had shot and talked about on a previous show, which is a um, the one A Autographic Junior. The really confusing thing about Kodak was that. They they had like three hundred cameras that all had the same, same name. name, and it's so confusing. There's nothing junior about that. That's a big big camera. Well, it's right. not like you can put that in your pocket unless exactly. you're a giant. But it's it's <laughs> it's only got if you're a lurch. It's only got like two two asterisk shutter speeds on it. So it's like the junior version. It's not the full you know the full version. So yeah, exactly. And some of them were called brownie, and some of them were. Like you see, so you see the number one, but you see the number one A, number, number, number one, one A, which is the autographic. Number one. You see number, number two, one. number three, number four, number five. There's so many different ones. It gets really confusing. But anyway, there's that's it. That's the problem in a nutshell is that they, they came out with 200 cameras that are all not, called the same thing. Not to interrupt, but John, right in, in Lyndhurst, on my, way, my, on my way to my parents' house, there's a Chinese place called Number One Chinese Kitchen. I thought it was Number One Best Chinese Kitchen kitchen no i'm just letting you know what's there right now oh, oh it's there now number one chinese kitchen what was the old one remember we should have took a picture I that was did. crazy it was insane it was like number one best chinese chicken chicken kitchen king. usa one number yeah. one <laughs> no it was like number one chinese kitchen king. chicken king yeah king was there it's crazy the yeah. craziest thing i've ever seen in my life and i didn't take a picture that was beautiful please continue beautiful butchering of the language <laughs> that's cool that's cool man that's cool um but uh, what I brought today was a little bit of a different one. This is the Kodak. It's not even called the number anything. Oh. This is the Kodak Vigilant Junior 616. Vigilant. The Vigilant. Have so, you recently acquired that? Uh, yeah, in the last six months. Are you sure it's not Vigilante? The Vigilante, yeah. 
goes at it. In the Charles of the Bronson night. camera. Yes. Hey, so, stand there. Let me take your picture. This <laughs> is one of the. This is one of the last big roll cameras that they made. Okay. Um, the last of the six sixteens. These were made from nineteen forty to forty eight. So considering oh. these other cameras we have here were from like the twenties or that the teens. Late. That is late. Yeah. So this is post World War II. They were still making the one sixteen. Open roll that camera. bad boy up. I sure can. But what I was going to say is one thing you'll notice is this is after uh, they had... So the vigilante camera? No, I was just going to say. So this was after they had, they had Kodak had expanded and purchased some, some German technology and ideas. So this P- is... Purchased or stole? Purchased. Okay, good. Yeah, Kodak was expanding and they... Um, they had like a division over there, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. But there was, you know, there was some mixing of the American and the German aesthetic so this is just out of context what are you what are you talking about so like this is an earlier version this is what you think of as the as the kodak camera which is kind of what are you trying to in the roll it's a digital camera oh jesus what are you even doing okay don't shh (laughs) go ahead anyway (laughs) i don't even know what we're talking about now we're talking about going to all right we're back so this is an older version. So what I got here, this is an older version Kodak. This is the, the number one A. Number one? Sorry, the number two Ooh. autographic. Sorry, not the number one. This is the number two autographic. Mm. So after they, after they started sort of commingling with the Germans, this is also a Kodak, but this has that very, this looks like an Agfa. You know, it's uh-huh. kind of got the rounded edges to it. Ooh. And when you pop it open, was finally. It, um, was it made in Germany? No. Oh. Made in Rochester, but has that you know very kind of a German look. Like it looks like it's an Agfa sort of sort of a look. Um, so this was, and it's got the little pop up viewfinder like you would get on. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, so it's just a little more Sp- sort like of, as sports finder. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, it's, you've got the little magnifier, you know, that you can yeah do on the on the front here. But yeah, it's got like the action sports finder that you can follow your basketballing. Um, so yeah, so anyway, 1940 to 48, uh, this is, so the, it's, it's called the, the, the uh, 616, but it's spelled S-I-X oh. hyphen 16. Uh, and they also made a, uh, an S-I-X hyphen 20, which used 620 film. So they made a 620 and a 616 version of the exact same camera. Was the 620 version, because it took smaller film, smaller camera or no? Yeah, the entire camera was... You know, tighter, fifteen percent smaller. Okay. So everything about it was was smaller and tighter. Um, they came with a couple different, a uh, mm. couple different shutter and lens combinations. Um, the one that I have here uh, has the um, the uh, Dacon, Dacon, right? Whatever shutter with the potato, potato. Um, and it's yeah, I've got and it's the junior. So it's got I've got two shutter speeds. 25 and 50 plus bulb and time like you always did on those it's got a focusable lens which is nice you don't slide the entire bellows forward and backwards like on the older version you just want to dial in <laughs> thank you john you okay. dial in your focus yeah so that's i just wanted to bring this in just as sort of the final generation of 116 so cameras. that camera you do adjust your focus yeah on the front on the front of the lens itself you've got a little scale so you know it's kind of like what became one guy, group of guys, mountain. Right. Um, so it's you know five to eight feet, eight to fifteen feet, feet, and then beyond fifteen feet. <laughs> That's American. But you know the older camera, like the nineteen twenty six number one A, it's just fixed focus, simpler camera. 
Is uh, yours like that as well? No. No, it's not. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you been shooting with that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, that one is. That's an even older one. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just, it just has, and it has just like, you know, shoot, fix shutter, or T, right. time. Yeah, so that one you focus, you focus with your depth of field, basically. Mm. So you stop it way down, which will let you shoot down to like six feet or whatever. Um, but yeah, normally, like like my number two is focusable with, there's a scale on the front here that you lock in. Oh. So depending on where you put the bellows. Oh, interesting. Bellows. So that's... That's very interesting, don't you yeah, think, John? that's awesome. Yeah, so that's that's my infinity stops, basically. Could, and if I slide it all the way out, I can shoot down to eight feet. John, could you see yourself shooting with these, or is it too, like... Oh, definitely. It's fun. Every too old-timey. Yeah. No, not too old-timey. You have to kind of, like, get... Like, okay, get everyone get together. Okay, hold still. It is more of that kind of thing than shooting on the fly, right? Yeah. yeah. You gotta... Yeah, you get one person to stand there for a minute until you start getting your metering, and you get this, and... You know, if it's one that you need to cock the shutter, if you've got a new one, don't forget to cock the shutter, and don't forget to focus it, and don't forget to do this, and don't forget to roll, you know, advance the film. Like, you really have to have, a, a like, a checklist, like you're taking off in a small plane before you actually take the picture. <laughs> so, it's a lot, like, I don't know how many times I've taken a picture and then walked away and been like, oh, I forgot to advance it, I just did double exposure. Like, oh, shoot, oh, I yeah. forgot to focus it. Like, I just popped it open and I forgot I have to actually slide the bellows to get it to focus. Bellows! It's a pain, but... <laughs> Yeah, so you could get what you had there, which was the old, 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 old fixed focus version. My number, my number two, which uh, is focusable by bellows, or my or the six twenty or the six sixteen here, which is focusable by the actual lens. Like, there's all different ones, but so it's a wide range, and that's why that's the trouble with Kodak having three hundred different cameras that all have the same name. It's you have to really sort of look at exactly what it is that you're getting. Make sure you're not getting one that's shooting one eighteen film, right, or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's that's my long and rambling, right? My long and winding review, right? Uh, of the six. Well, thank you, 16. Mark. If you go to if you go to filmphotographyproject.com, you'll see a posting. I'm going to pull some of your images that you shot off of Flickr and put them on the FPP site. Sure. Uh, so you folks can see. Uh, it's difficult online. It's difficult to see how big the picture actually is, how big your negative is. Mm. But if you hold up. I'll put a comparison up there too, like the the seventy millimeter, sixty five mm-hmm. or seventy film, and then a piece of thirty five. Thirty five looks like one ten. Well, if you yeah, it and really if you does. search on my photo stream, just search for one two two. There's a picture I have up there where I where I have a one twenty, a one sixteen, and a one twenty two camera sitting next to each other, and you can see the one the one twenty two camera makes the one twenty look like a you know a pocket camera, like it's gigantic. Um, and the 118 is somewhere in the middle, and then you've got the 127, which is even smaller. I should yeah. do a whole big family portrait of, of the whole series. Yeah. But. I think that uh, folks out there listening, have, if you've never shot with these old-timey cameras, uh, as we progress through the rest of 2017 into 2018, uh, my goal is just to make some rolled film available for folks. Not everyone's going to want to buy the kit and seek out the old backing paper and yeah, spools. And that go. I'm not going to do. Yeah, like you don't have the I'm not gonna do you don't it. have the time, the space, no. the room, the patience. Uh, the last one, most importantly, to to roll it yourself. So I know there's a, you know, probably a fair, probably more so than the DIYers as they call them, who really just want to buy a roll of film. Yeah, like hey, great, send me a roll of film and send me the, the information of how to send it to Film Rescue for processing. 
and great, I'm going to have some fun with this. Yes. Well, that's, that's what I was saying. I mean, people would rather spend 30 bucks on a roll of film than five on a piece of film that they then have to deal Figure with. Figure out how to roll it. Yeah, which is a pain. I mean, even me. It's a project. It's a huge pain in the ass to roll a roll of 116 film. Like, I don't like doing it, but. Mm. You do. I've done it. Yeah, I went on a on like a binge, and I rolled like five of them a couple of years ago, and I'm still working on those five because it's it was a you know at the time it was a pain in the ass, right? Um, so for me to do it regularly, but that's what you know at the time if you had been just selling rolls of one sixteen in the store, I would have just paid the twenty bucks and bought one yeah. pre rolled. But um, well, folk, I'm sure there's people out there who will who will go for it. Uh, me, folk, <laughs> yeah, folks listening, um, you can find us on Flickr.com, Film Photography Podcast Group. Uh, Instagram, Film Photography Project. Facebook, Film Photography Podcast. Our site, filmphotographyproject.com. Our online store, which is right on our filmphotographyproject.com, where you could find the lowest prices on Kodak Film and a lot of other weird, bizarre works. Sort of getting a name as the guys who offer unusual hand-rolled film, which is great, because that's what I do. Why not? That's what I do. When I have any moment, if I have a stick of spare time, I am figuring out what bizarre film I could find, roll it, and offer it to you guys. Usually introductory when I first roll it out, no pun intended, at a ridiculous price. Like, mm-hmm. hey, pick this up for two ninety nine a roll. Chase. Yeah, and you guys out there have been great. You know, you take advantage of that, which is terrific. You buy 20 rolls of it. Like last year, this was awesome, Mark. I was very excited. I sent a... a Mark does his own processing, but... He got into a rut where he had like a big bag of film, and I was always over. At, I got in over my head. Yeah, I was over uh, over at Mark's place during Crab Fest, and we got to talk. He's like, "Yeah, look at all the film I got to develop." I'm like, "Why don't you just give that to me? I'm gonna send it to the folks at the dark room, darkroom.com, and get a process, and then you can just scan it." And I did. In that package was Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown after the Costco Fest. Our Mr. <laughs> Folks out there were like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. Our Mister Brown black and white film. You may uh, not have. Yeah, yeah, do you remember yeah. that? It's well, gone though, right? Gone. I'm sorry because I no finally got to it and it was awesome. It was so cheap, so dreamy. It was uh, so cheap cool. to buy. It was so cheap. It was like two, three dollars a roll. And folks out there bought a bunch of it, and we sent it to the dark room. And just through regular lab processing. Uh, when I saw, I didn't see your scans yet. When I saw the negatives, I'm like, these came out beautiful. Mm. Yeah, a nice negative. You know, you can see it's just perfect, and you enjoyed it. I did. Yeah, it has. It definitely has this very dreamy. And I shot it with my Nikon S2, which makes everything look awesome. But like that's an example. You know, so it's sharp. But soft at the same time. It kind of reminds me of that new Film Ferrania film, the P30. Yeah, I haven't. I've got my P30 in the fridge. I haven't. I haven't shot a roll of it yet. But I would love for you to do a review of the P30. This is. It's. You know what it is. It's like vinyl. It's like listening to vinyl, where it's super crisp, mm. but it's very warm too. It's like kind of round around the edges. You see, Mark's a very bold young man because <laughs> he. I mean, he's shooting with this experimental film. He never shot with it before. Yet you're on vacation just shooting your Mr. Brown. Yeah. And what ISO did you shoot it at? Uh, six. Six? Yeah, well, that's why all those shots... It was an incredibly sunny day mm. in Florida. 
and I had my S, you know, my S2, which I was, so I was just shooting it wide open on a sunny day yeah. at, at ISO 6, so I could walk around and just take snapshots with it, which was nice. I, I didn't need have, a tripod or anything. I might have a spare roll, like a roll that didn't have 24 exposures on it. Oh, yeah. I may have an extra roll. I'll gladly give it to you. Did you get one, John? Mr. Brown? I believe so, yeah. No. You haven't shot with it yet? Probably not. No, the low uh, ISO films, I haven't really. I love low ISO. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. We're going to mosey on out of here. Hey, over the summer, mm-hmm. our good friend Kevin Neblong, one half of Pink Delicates, yes. he emailed me a song, a new song. Oh, is that right? He's like, oh, check out this new song. He was very excited about it. I was very excited about it. I was like, whoa, oh, this is this great. Is FPP specific? No, just it was one of his, like, hey, uh, it was a new song. I'm sure you heard it. I'm sure he sends me a lot of stuff. But I'm going to put the link in our show notes. Because a lot of people ask, well, where can I get this? You know, where can I get it? He has his own SoundCloud. Yep. I'm not, SoundCloud. I'm not sure if you could download, but I'm sure. Sh- no, the- you can. <clears throat> you could do the right mouse click, and it says save file as, mm. and you could download it. And uh, the stuff is available on iTunes, Pink Delicate stuff. Okay, uh, yeah, Pink First Delicate stuff. First two records. Stuff. But uh, we're going to play out, play out, play out, play out, play out. Okay, very good, folks. Yeah. We'll see everyone in two short weeks. <laughs> okay, bye. Listen. Oh.